Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Live from our WSBT Radio studios in downtown South Bend. Let's go! Come on! Ah! Welcome to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. Wow, don't blink. A lot of major intestinal fortitude going on here. On your home for Notre Dame football. Knocked down by Wooden. The game is over. The Irish is upset. Florida State. Notre Dame is number one. And Notre Dame basketball. Number one ranked UCLA Bruins have been upset by the Irish of Notre Dame. Good! Alike wins the national championship for Notre Dame. Plus fighting Irish hockey. They score! Jake Evans scores! Notre Dame. 3.7 seconds away from a spot in the national championship game. The NFL and Major League Baseball. Oh my gracious, how about that? Sports Radio 960 WSBT, WSBTradio.com, the free WSBT radio app. Big time agents! Now, here's your host, seven-time Associated Press Broadcasting Award winner, Darren Pritchett. Well, it looks like the Fighting Irish will need Tyler Buckner to beat the Ohio State Buckeyes on September the 3rd. Are you ready for some football? We are just a couple of weeks away from the season opener. The Irish now have their starting quarterback, but down a veteran wide receiver. Welcome to a brand new week on Budweiser's weekday sports beat on your home of the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. We are also streaming live at WSBTradio.com and on our free WSBT radio app. And we have the Twitch app, which has a video presentation of our program. The Twitch app is free. Then all you have to do is search Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Sports beat on the air for two hours tonight with the South Bend Cubs idol and our program presented by our title sponsor, Budweiser, the king of beers locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Baseball fans, this Bud's for you. By Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, serving our community while serving Michiana's most favorite pizza since 1978. By Pet Refuge's ABC Clinic, South Burnett Drive-In, South Bend, helping fight pet overpopulation. By the Food Bank of Northern Indiana, hunger is a story we can end. Find out how at feedindiana.org. My name is Darren Pritchett. Hope you had a great weekend. And we're off and rolling on this Monday on Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. We have sunshine and 80 degrees in downtown South Bend. Coming up on the program this evening, our Twitter question of the day coming up at the bottom of the hour. Then we will focus on 
The wide receiving core at Notre Dame taking a major hit with Avery Davis loss for the season. Some positive news. It looks like Deion Colsey will be back for the Ohio State game. So we'll talk about the Irish wide receiving core in about 35 minutes here on WSBT Radio. Also, in the 6 o'clock hour, we'll focus on the Irish offensive line. A couple of comments from offensive line coach Harry Heastan and our Irish player spotlight on right guard Josh Lug. We'll get to the My 5 question of the day. Today, we have who are the five individuals or teams who had the best weekend. We'll have some sports wagering picks also coming up in the 6 o'clock hour as we get rolling on this Monday, August the 15th of 2022 on your home of the Fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. The first pitch of the first pitch of the night. And we are ready for the first pitch. Into the windup in his first offering. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Well, we have two first pitches tonight. Let's start with, do you still have your Peacock membership? Do you have your Peacock premium membership? You might recall last year when the Fighting Irish football team faced the Toledo Rockets at Notre Dame Stadium. For the first time, the game was streamed only. That game was not available on NBC. Well, we have another game that falls into that category in 2022 when the Fighting Irish take on the Runnin' Rebels from the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. The game will not be airing on NBC. Instead, it will be on the Peacock streaming service. If you have a premium membership, you're good. You're all set. You're ready to watch the game. If you do not have a Peacock premium membership, well, will the Irish take on UNLV October the 22nd? You'll need to purchase a monthly opportunity to get that Peacock streaming service. It is $4.99. Let's look at it from a positive standpoint. You get to watch a Notre Dame football game for $4.99. And if you want to shut off the service as soon as the game is over, you can do that. Or you can sign up on October the 1st, $4.99 for the month. You check out everything that Peacock has to offer. Worst case, if you don't like it, you still get the Notre Dame football game. So just preparing you, October 22nd, the only way to watch the Notre Dame UNLV game is on the Peacock Premium Service. It's a 2.30 kickoff at Notre Dame Stadium. But as you all know, right here on WSBT Radio, we have every single Notre Dame football game. We don't move it to another channel. We try to stay consistent. So you'll hear the Irish and the Rebels, as well as every Notre Dame football game on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. We promise we will be here for you so you can check out Fighting Irish football, and based on some of my Twitter reactions, a lot of people are going to be turning down the sound on NBC and turning on the Notre Dame Radio Network this year. Again, we're here for you, so if you're going to do that, welcome aboard. Great to have you. So again, UNLV Notre Dame on Peacock, $4.99 for the month of October to get that service to watch Notre Dame and UNLV. Now to our other first pitch. Tyler Buckner is the guy for the Fighting Irish football team. He will be the team's starting quarterback 
when they take on the Ohio State Buckeyes September 3rd at the Old Horseshoe in Columbus. Is this a surprise? No. Going into fall camp, we've talked about it many times that Buckner was the leader in the clubhouse. It was going to take Drew Pine playing exceptionally well to have a say in the matter. Now, based on media viewings, the first week, in particular that first practice, Pine really showed up, and it was, in some people's estimations, a draw. But at the end of the day, the sophomore Buckner beats out the junior Pine for the starting job. This is great news for Notre Dame football. This is great news for Notre Dame football fans. Drew Pine is a really good college quarterback. He is a guy that can stand in the pocket and sling the football. He showed us what he can do in big game situations at Notre Dame Stadium against the Cincinnati Bearcats last year, followed by coming in to the second half at Soldier Field against Wisconsin. When Jack Cohn went down with an injury, Pine came in and helped the Fighting Irish pull away from the Badgers in the second half. But at the end of the day, in those two games, he was a 50% passer. Due to an injury to Buckner, we saw a whole lot of Drew Pine in the blue goal game. There were good moments. There were moments of struggling inaccuracies. So we all felt like Buckner had the advantage based on the fact this is a guy that can be a game changer if he reaches the ceiling that many of us believe he has. The ability to not only throw the football, but he's a guy that can run the football and be a difference maker in the running game. A guy you have to identify as a dangerous carrier of the football if you're the opposition. Last year, as that, if you want to call it, changeup quarterback, he ran the ball 46 times for 336 yards, 7.3 yards per carry, three rushing touchdowns. The one thing we're all wanting to find out, his ability to consistently throw the football at the collegiate level. His numbers in high school speak for themselves. Outstanding. Tremendous talent. Notre Dame saw him as a 15-year-old at Notre Dame Stadium going through camp drills and impressed them back then. And now we come full circle. He's the starting quarterback. How well can he throw the football? Last year, 21 of 35 for 298 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. He played three quarters in Blacksburg against Virginia Tech on October the 9th. Went 6 of 14 for 113 yards, a touchdown, two picks, but also ran it 12 times for 67 yards and a touchdown. Buckner got a lot of opportunities to work with the first-team unit in the spring before his ankle injury the week before the Blue Goal game. And during fall camp, he's been working with a wide receiving core that is rather shallow, and now even more shallow with the loss of veteran wide receiver Avery Davis to an ACL injury. But I'm excited because the offense Notre Dame wants to be features a quarterback that is multi-dimensional. And Tyler Buckner, we hope, can add his passing skills to already impressive running abilities. Fighting Irish head coach Marcus Freeman made the announcement on Saturday that Tyler Buckner is his guy. Have a QB running game, um, you know, that, that really kind of added into this decision. But 
as I told both of those guys, I can't think of in my years of playing football, in my years of coaching football, a time where you didn't have two quarterbacks play throughout the season, somehow, some way. And so um, Drew's an ultimate pro. Um, like any competitor, he took it hard. Um, but he, you know, you talk about the guy that was, was most excited for, for Tyler, it was Drew Pine. And it's a reflection of him um, and who he is. And, and it's a reflection of that quarterback's room. Coach Reese has done an unbelievable job with that group. You know, you talk about having that healthy competition, those guys that push each other, that love each other. They all want to be the starter, you know, and they know only one guy can go out there. But um, I think that's a little bit of kudos to Coach Reese and, and how he's, you know, truly got those guys to buy into the greater picture of what's best for Notre Dame. It's been well documented how close Tyler Buckner and Drew Pine are away from the football field. One of the two guys even recently mentioned that their girlfriends even hang out together. So this is a healthy relationship. And now as we enter the Ohio State game, let alone the beginning of a brand new season, Tyler Buckner atop the depth charted quarterback. Drew Pine is number two. But this is not over for Drew Pine. We all know in football, no matter the level, you always need two quarterbacks. Somehow, some way, something will happen, and that number two will be pressed into duty. Who knows? It could be in the first game. It could be at home against number four, Clemson. Maybe it's the last game of the year at Southern California. But we all know at some point, Drew Pine is going to factor into this season. Whether it's for a couple of snaps, a game, whatever, this guy is going to have to be locked in and ready if needed. And I think he showed last year with very minimal experience, he came in and did an okay job in those two games. The completion percentage, not the greatest against Cincinnati. That was a really good Bearcat defense. And they knew he was going to be throwing at that point too with the Bearcats in control of that game. But I thought he was calm, cool, collected, and hey, let's face it, he's got a little edge to it. Not afraid to do a little strutting after a touchdown pass. Confident kid, and the Irish are going to need him to be good at some point or points of this season. The offensive coordinator and the quarterback coach is Tommy Reese. Yeah, like um, I would say this process goes a lot further than just the week. Um, you know, we've been evaluating it for probably close to a year. You know, if you take a full body of work and the ability each quarterback has. Um, you know, I think we think it, for our team's best interest, you know, naming a starting quarterback is important. You know, not only for the team, but for that individual and the direction that we're moving forward on offense. Um, it was a very hard decision. You know, you have two kids that are working very hard uh, to accomplish a goal. You know, Drew has been the best Drew Pine he's been since he's been at Notre Dame, which is a huge credit to him. You know, we felt like Tyler gives us the best chance. Um, um, you know, to point to one moment, we had a practice a couple days ago where, you know, we probably felt like, okay, this is what it's going to look like and this is where we can operate at our best. And, you know, we made the decision as a staff and as a group and, you know, we're full steam ahead. There is no doubt for this offense to get to where it needs to be. The quicker you can name a starting quarterback, the better for everyone involved. You don't want to rush it, but if the answer is obvious you make the call and away you go 
And it's really very important for the Irish to get to that point as quick as possible, considering the two quarterbacks' traits are different. When Tyler Buckner is in the game, the offense will look one way. If Drew Pine enters the ball game, the offense will have some different characteristics. There's no doubt Buckner's running ability is a major trait difference between the two. So now the Irish can continue putting this offense together, getting their timing down because there's no freebies right off the bat. There's no Cupcake City, as Dick Vitale would say. It's Ohio State. It's a top-five matchup right off the bat. It's not Toledo. It's not UNLV. No, it's Ohio State, and it's on the road in front of over 100,000 fans. So the quicker you can get to your starting quarterback, the quicker he gets a majority of the number one snaps, the number of snaps you feel is necessary for the number one while also keeping that number two ready, and you start to continue to build toward what you believe is going to be a highly efficient offense taking on Ohio State defense that has a lot to prove after not holding up their end of the bargain last year considering how good the Ohio State offense was in 2021. Head coach Marcus Freeman on the steps taken by Tyler Buckner to earn this job. When I meet with the quarterbacks and I met with Coach Reese, um, this wasn't recent. This has been when I first became a head coach. There's three things I, as the head coach, really look for, and one is the ability. What, what decisions are they making the correct decisions? Number one, are they making the correct decisions? Number two, you got to take care of football. You know, we can't turn the ball. We got to take care of the football. And then three, you got to make plays. You know, and who's making plays? And so, there's a, a huge criteria I'm sure that Coach Reese has in terms of how he evaluates those guys. But those are the three things that I really, really look for. Um, and we've been in constant dialogue about who was going to be the starter. Those characteristics, always important, even more important when you play at Ohio State in the season opener. Here's the good news. It's not like Tyler Buckner has never played at this level. He got opportunities last year in most of the games, including some big moments. Again, the one that stands out, going to Blacksburg to take on Virginia Tech. Things were not going well. They bring in Buckner. He goes 6-for-14 through two of his three interceptions for the season in that particular game. Had a touchdown rushing in the contest. That was the game in which Cohn re-entered the ball game. The Irish went to a hurry-up offense. It sparked the offense. It led them back to victory over Virginia Tech. And the Irish used that hurry-up offense or more tempo as a basis for their offense for a good portion of the rest of the season. Now, interestingly enough, the Fiesta Bowl against Oklahoma State, and I think you know what I mean when I say this, but in the big picture, not that important of a game. It's not like a regular season game. You want to win the Fiesta Bowl, not saying that, but it's not like it affects anything for the future of this football team. It's not like it's a playoff game. You want to win it. It would be nice. But I've always felt like these bowl games are great for the players. 
It's great for the fans that get to see their team play one more time, for the fans that get to travel. Maybe it's a holiday vacation. That's awesome. Super. But it's a glorified exhibition, unless you're in the playoffs. You still want to win, but in the Fiesta Bowl, the Irish offense was absolutely rolling in the first half against Oklahoma State, and we never saw Tyler Buckner in the first half or even in the second half. You knew Jack Cohn? His career was ending at the completion of that game, and Tyler Buckner was probably the future, but there just wasn't that opportunity in the coach's eyes to get him out on the field. But anyway, he still got important snaps during the regular season. Would you like to see him play in the Fiesta Bowl? Absolutely. But I also understand with the flow of that game, it was hard to get Buckner in because Cone and the Irish offense was rolling in the first half. And I think all of us, had they put Buckner in, would have said, wow, they were rolling good. They put in Buckner. They go three and out. Well, why did you break up the momentum that Cone and the offense had? That's who we are as armchair quarterbacks. So I got it. And then when things started to go haywire in the second half, the defense couldn't get a stop. Well, you needed Cone to catch fire once again to bring the team back. So I'd love to see Buckner play in that game, but I also understand the situation the coaching staff was put in with the way the game unfolded but still good snaps for Buckner in key parts of the season last year once again offensive coordinator Tommy Reese on when he saw Tyler Buckner as his starting quarterback yeah I think it was an opportunity to give both guys the ability to play to their strengths and Drew had a great night that night too it wasn't like it was lop you know it was just this is the vision of what we can see moving forward and um, it has been a balancing act of hey we got kind of two systems that were operating but my job was to give both guys opportunities in their packages and personnel, not packages, but in their strengths, right? Like we wanted to give them opportunities to go out there and operate at a high level given off their skill set. And both of them did that. Um, you know, I'm not going to get too far into the weeds schematically on what we were doing, but you know, there just seemed to be an ownership and a confidence that Tyler was out there playing with that night and um, to lead into some good practices, good practices, and then we felt the confidence to make the decision. Tommy referencing a practice last week where everything seemed to fall into place. Now, they didn't base it just on that. This was, you could argue, months and months of evaluation of the two individuals. They chart everything that happens in practice. So it was a buildup to that point, and then the decision was made. And here we are, Tyler Buckner, the starter. Drew Pine is the backup. And here's Tyler Buckner, the sophomore from California, 6-1-2-15 on the quarterback competition. Throughout this, you know, this whole process since I've been here, um, you know, I think this whole thing's just been about growth and learning and getting better every single day. And, you know, luckily throughout this whole time, I've had an amazing uh, friend and competitor in Drew Pine. And, you know, every single day he pushes me to get better. Uh, he pushes me to spend more time in the building watch film with him you know we compete every single day in practice and you know he's worked unbelievably hard and uh you know i couldn't be happier to have him um on this team and well tyler buckner is now the starter at notre dame you could argue it's one of the most important positions in all of college football here is buckner's reaction to being named the starting quarterback of the fighting irish of notre dame yeah you know i, I don't know if it's completely hit me yet but um you know, it's it's a blessing, and I'm really thank, uh, thankful and blessed to be in this position. Um, you know, my teammates have been awesome in supporting me, the coaching staff, um, for believing in me. And, uh, you know, it's 
it's a pretty surreal feeling. Well, as someone that covers the Irish, I think this is a very exciting moment for Irish fans. I think this is a very important decision. Tyler Buckner can be this team's future for the next couple of years. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because all that really matters right now is the game against Ohio State and the 11 regular season games following it in 2022. But with the Irish unable to get a 2023 quarterback commitment, if you can get Buckner to be the starter for two, three years, if he is your guy, then you could go from Tyler Buckner into 2024 five-star quarterback C.J. Carr. You don't really need that bridge quarterback. For example, you need a Jack Cohn to come in to fill a small void in the Notre Dame quarterback room. You had great success with Ian Book. I think the coaching staff felt like Buckner was the future, but as a true freshman, not the perfect situation for a football team that believed they could make the playoff last year. So Cohn was perfect in a veteran player with a lot of experience coming in from Wisconsin. He was the bridge. If Buckner hits as this team's starting quarterback, and again, who knows if the NFL comes calling after two years, that's good if it does. That's fantastic. That means you're getting high-level play from Tyler Buckner. But as we just peek ahead into the future, hopefully that means you won't need that transfer to come in to offer as a bridge between Buckner and Carr. Yeah, I'm thinking way down the line, but it is something to consider with the Irish without a quarterback in their 2023 class. But C.J. Carr, ready to roll for 2024. 5.32 is our time. That's our sports beat. First pitch, Buckner versus the Buckeyes on September 3rd in Columbus. Here the ball game on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. It's a 7.30 primetime kickoff. When we come back, our Twitter question of the day results from Friday, and a brand new question is ready to go. This is Budweiser's weekday sports beat as we continue to talk Notre Dame football fall camp on your home of the Fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. This is the Budweiser's weekday sports beat Twitter question of the day from Sports Radio 960 WSBT. 537 at WSBT, 80 degrees in downtown South Bend. My name is Darren Pritchett. Sports beat continues on this Monday evening. We're on the air until 7 o'clock tonight because no South Bend Cubs baseball. They're enjoying a day off before a huge series against Beloit starting tomorrow. Our Twitter question of the day on Friday was this. One week into Notre Dame fall camp, which storyline are you the most concerned about? Now, this question was posted, and you voted on it before Marcus Freeman made the announcement Saturday that Tyler Buckner would be a starting quarterback. So one of the four choices isn't a choice anymore but when you voted it was so here's how the voting played out fourth place in the voting getting five percent of the vote was the irish secondary you've got very familiar corners back once again 
Clarence Lewis coming off a tough game against Oklahoma State in the Fiesta Bowl. Irish fans that are expecting a bounce back from Lewis, so not a whole lot of concerns about an Irish secondary that lost Kyle Hamilton to the Baltimore Ravens. Brandon Joseph coming from Northwestern, I think, eased the pain of Irish fans. And we'll see if D.J. Brown, Houston Griffith, Ramon Henderson, who wins that other starting safety position. I'll lean toward D.J. Brown, but the competition is not over yet, according to head coach Marcus Freeman. Another storyline you might be concerned about coming in third place is running back depth. That got 5.4% of the vote. With what we're hearing about the big sophomore, Audric Estime, looking very impressive in fall camp, I think that lessens the concerns. Plus, Logan Diggs, who suffered the labrum injury in the blue goal game, had surgery, was not expected back for the game against Ohio State, and he's not 100% going to play against Ohio State. But from day one of fall camp, he's been involved. He's been going through drills, limited contract. He's contact he's had the red jersey on throughout fall practice but he is trending in a good direction you still got Chris Tyree of course so I think the situation looks a whole lot better than it did three weeks ago I would imagine running back depth would have been in the running to win this vote three weeks ago but with estimate looking good Tyree healthy digs progressing not as big of a concern And it only got 5.4% of the vote. Second place in the voting, which storyline are you most concerned about? At the time of the vote, the quarterback competition continued, and they got 41.6% of the vote. I totally understand why that got that amount of attention from Irish fans, because you can't win in college football without an outstanding quarterback. Well, you can win, but you can't win the big games and get to where you want to go, and that is the college football playoffs. Now the Irish have a starter in Tyler Buckner, but at the time of the vote, it got 41.6% of the vote. And the number one storyline that you're most concerned about, a little over one week into Notre Dame fall camp, 48.1% said quality of wide receiver play. In fact, when a majority of the voting took place, we didn't know Avery Davis was injured on Friday and lost for the season. Even with Davis being healthy at the time of the vote, 48.1% of you said, yeah, I'm a little concerned about the wide receiver depth. They're going to talk more about the wide receiver position coming up in our next segment. So thanks so much for voting on my Twitter account at 960Sportsbeat. Just about an hour ago, I posted today's Sportsbeat Twitter question of the day, same location on Twitter, at 960Sportsbeat. With Notre Dame wide receiver Avery Davis lost for the season, which of these four players needs to come up big to fill the void? Now, I did not include Lorenzo Stiles Jr. The sophomore was not among the four choices, mainly because he's an obvious starter. And I think... Irish fans, I'll speak for them, are very confident he's going to be the marquee wide receiving target for Tyler Buckner. So I didn't put Styles on the list for that reason, that he's an obvious starter. Here are the four choices. You can go with sophomore Dion Colsey. 
Freshman, Tobias Merriweather. Sophomore, Jaden Thomas. And grad student, Braden Lindsay. So two sophomores, a freshman, a young pup, and a veteran player. Colsey, Merriweather, Thomas, Lindsay. Which of these four do you feel like needs to come up big for the Irish to fill that void lost by Avery Davis? And right now, early on in the voting, two of the four guys are kind of pulling away from the other two. And I'm actually very surprised to one of the two are that are at the front of the bus right now and leading the vote. So once you vote on Twitter at 960 Sportsbeat, you will see the results. And I'll see if you're surprised right now who is in the running to win this vote. Again, check out the Twitter question of the day on my Twitter account at 960 Sportsbeat. We'll pass along the results on tomorrow's program and have a brand new question ready to roll. 17 minutes in front of 6 o'clock, the Irish wide receiving core takes a major hit. Storylines next as Sportsbeat continues on your home of the Fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Welcome to Budweiser's Weekday Sportsbeat on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Highlight reel won by Williams. Down the sideline, Williams. Chase by Gamble. 20, 10, what a run. Here's the fake, Meyer looking, Meyer finding the other tight end, Irv Smith, touchdown. Fire, fire, rocket, touchdown, Irish. Here's your host, Darren Pritchett. No surprise, the Fighting Irish have high expectations for 2022. An extremely talented football team returns from a squad that was a New Year's Six Bowl participant last year, trying to once again earn double-digit victories, earn enough victories to get back to the college football playoff where they had some fun in 2018-2020. Not as much fun as they would like as they lost both of those matchups. But a very experienced football team coming back with now starting quarterback Tyler Buckner ready to roll. So Buckner, first time starting quarterback at Ohio State on September the 3rd. Who is he going to throw the football to? Well, at tight end, we know All-American Michael Mayer is ready to go. You expect a blockbuster season from Mayer, who could be a top 10 overall pick in next year's NFL draft. You've got some really interesting young tight ends. But at the wide receiving core, who are going to be the guys to step forward to be Players that Tyler Buckner can rely on. It is a very young group. It is a group with limited experience. Not the perfect situation going into a brand new season with high expectations, but the Irish feel like some of these young pups are ready to become major players in the Fighting Irish offense. And those young guys developing quicker is extremely important when you consider the news we got involving veteran player Avery Davis lost for the season with a torn ACL in his right knee. The injury occurred in practice on Friday. You might recall last November his season ended early due to a torn ACL in his left knee. So all that work coming back from the torn ACL in the right knee started fall practice on time, looked great, and then he tears the ACL in the opposite knee 
and a devastating injury for Davis. And this is a devastating loss for this Fighting Irish football team, let alone just the wide receiver room. This is a highly respected player on this football team. Avery Davis is head coach, Marcus Freeman. Gosh, heartbroken for the kid. Um, you know, was running. I mean, it was coming back from from obviously an ACL injury on his other knee. Um, was running a, a jet sweep yesterday and planted and just, you know, he went down. We didn't think initially that it was going to be as bad as it was. And then after the MRI, found out that it was an ACL and, and was just devastated for the kid. I spent some time with him yesterday in his apartment just, you know, trying to, you know, what do you say to a kid at that moment? You're just coming back from an ACL injury. Now you tear the other one. You know, but I wanted him to know that, you know, he's important to this program and uh, whatever we can do to support him, we will. And so it's a huge blow for not the room, just the team, right? You're talking about a captain and uh, a guy that just is a great example of what you want our football players to be about. Um, and you're just you're heartbroken for the kid. Well, the kid stuck it out. Came to Notre Dame as a quarterback, shifted positions several times, not only offense but defense, settled in nicely at the wide receiver position, made one of the big catches in recent Notre Dame history, that catch right down the middle of the field at Notre Dame Stadium against Clemson in 2020, leading to that game going into overtime of the Irish, pulling out that win over the Clemson Tigers. Davis, a very reliable player, a slot receiver for this football team. The Irish do have Lorenzo Styles that could play the slot. That's an option. We saw Styles move into the slot late in the year when Davis went down with an injury. And Styles had a marvelous game in the Fiesta Bowl against Oklahoma State with eight catches and a touchdown. A prime candidate to be the number one wide receiver on this football team. Now, Mr. Mayor probably will lead the receiving categories, although he's going to get a lot of attention, which is going to free up a guy like Styles to make some big-time plays for this football team. A week prior, Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator of the Fighting Irish, was speaking so highly of Avery Davis. What I mentioned, not only a great player, but a highly respected teammate and a major voice in the locker room. One week later, Reese is talking about the loss of Avery Davis. Yeah, I'll just first off, like, you're not going to find a guy that's more respected than Avery Davis. From his peers to the coaches, the way he's handled himself, I mean, you want to talk about heartbreak for a program. I mean, everybody has felt that for Avery. Um, For him to fight through everything early in his career, to find a role, own that role, be voted a captain, tear his knee, decide to come back, and then for it to happen again – I mean, you can't, you can't ever justify it, right? And so all we can do right now is, is love AD and give him our support and be there for him through this, these tough times. And, I mean, you saw the impact on the group last night. I mean, you could feel it. Um, and that's just – that's who AD is. I mean, there's not a guy in this program that wouldn't do anything for that kid. So, um, you know, we're going to love him, support him, be there for him. Um, offensively, we got enough talent. You know, we got enough talent. It's my job to put our guys in the right spots and – you know, we have plenty of talent around this program, around this team, and uh, we're, I'm excited for the challenge and excited for the opportunity to showcase it. Limited depth at wide receiver, but yeah, there's a lot of talent throughout this fighting Irish offense. So Davis out of the equation. One of the most recent practices, the Irish 
had that allowed the media in. Deion Colsey was walking around with a brace on his left knee and did not practice. Well, he's been dealing with a PCL sprain. The good news is this appears to be a short-term injury, and Marcus Freeman feels very confident that Colsey will be ready to go when the Irish take on Ohio State September the 3rd. So that's one of those results from the head coach that Colsey is going to be good to go because if you take Davis and Colsey both out of the equation, boy, the numbers look really, really tiny. Now, Joe Wilkins, here's some positive news. The veteran wide receiver, reserve receiver on this football team, the storyline has changed for him. Marcus Freeman now expects Wilkins to be available for the season opener against Ohio State. Wilkins had an ACL last year this spring, had a foot fracture. The expectation earlier in fall camp, he would not be available for Ohio State. Now things have changed. He might be able to contribute. So Colsey and Wilkins progressing, those are positive. I don't think it totally makes up for the Davis injury, but this is really good news for other depth pieces at wide receiver. Now, Notre Dame will head to Ohio State with seven scholarship wide receivers, Braden Lindsey, Joe Wilkins, Lorenzo Stiles Jr., Deion Colsey, Jaden Thomas, Matt Salerno, and the freshman, Tobias Merriweather. Now, could the Irish move a player to wide receiver? It's possible. If you want to kick around a couple of names, we should probably throw out Junior Xavier Watts, a very, very good wide receiver in high school, was brought to Notre Dame as a wide receiver, but now he's a safety for the Fighting Irish. His first year at Notre Dame, he was a wide receiver. So Watts is an option if the Irish want to go down that road. That seems to be the most likely change if the Irish were to move someone to the wide receiver position. Here's the good news also. And to back up what Tommy Reese was saying about the quality players throughout this roster. You have running backs and tight ends that can be used as wideouts, split out to the outside. We know about Chris Tyree, his electric speed. We have seen him be such a reliable pass catcher for this football team with the running back room getting healthier with Logan Diggs at least being in a red jersey in practice. That opens up a few more possibilities that Tyree doesn't have to be just a running back, they can use him in a more versatile role. And Audric Estime coming on strong also helps that. Michael Mayer, one of the best pass catchers in all of college football, he can be used to the outside and is used a lot to the outside to provide some matchup problems for the opposition. Kane Brong still, to me, is a really interesting player, a tight end coming back from injury. I think Eli Reardon, a freshman, maybe he breaks into the equation at some point this year, an extremely talented pass catcher. So best case, you wish you could have brought in maybe a grad transfer to add a little more depth to this group. And now with Davis going down, the numbers are getting to the point where you just really can't afford to lose anybody else. But Colsey coming back, Wilkins coming back sooner than expected at the very least helps, but you've got a star in the making in Lorenzo Styles that is healthy and ready to roll at this particular time. Man, you'd love to see Braden Lindsey really figure it out and become a consistent contributor on offense. That is such an intriguing guy. I know he's been around these parts a long time. We've seen flashes, 
Let's see if the Flash has become a more reliable wide receiver. How different would this team look if you have a guy in Braden Lindsey they can count on for major snaps? I think it was Brian Kelly that referenced that Lindsey's not an every-down wide receiver. You know what? Those coaches make a lot of money. They know more than all of us, but it would be great to see Lindsey be a guy that can at least half the snaps in a football game be someone that the Irish can put out on the field and make plays for new starting quarterback Tyler Buckner. There are still interesting options. I don't think we've totally lost any creativity from Tommy Reese with the injury to Avery Davis. I think he can still move pieces around and make this all work. Versatility is so important in college football, just like in baseball today. You think about these running backs and tight ends that can help you at wide receiver, and you've got enough depth at those positions not to lose a whole lot. So I think the Irish are still in good shape. But, boy, another injury at the wide receiver spot, then I think you start sweating. It is 559 at Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Darren Pritchett with you. A Sports Center update coming up in a couple of moments, including a very important score for White Sox fans. The first place Guardians opening up a doubleheader at home against Detroit this afternoon. A score update coming up in just a moment. And then we'll get to some Harry Heastan and Josh Lug audio as we talk Notre Dame offensive line on Budweiser's weekday sports beat on your home of the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. Sports Radio 960 WSBT. This is Sean Styers for... You can listen to Budweiser's weekday sports beat live or on demand with our free WSBT radio app. Just search WSBT radio in the app store and Google play. Now back to local sports talk on sports beat with your host, Darren Pritchett. 12 minutes after six o'clock on this Monday, August the 15th. Of 2022, Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues. Thank you so much for joining me. We're being brought to you by our title sponsor, Budweiser. Also by the Food Bank of Northern Indiana, Pet Refuge, Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger. We're on the air until 7 o'clock tonight. No South Bend Cubs baseball this evening. An off day. South Bend will host Beloit. At Four Winds Field, starting tomorrow night, the Western Division standings of the Midwest League, South Bend's advantage down to just one game over Beloit. So a huge six-game series between Beloit and South Bend. The winner of the division goes to the playoffs. The loser is done for the year. Only four teams make the playoffs now in the Midwest League. The two division winners in each half in each division. So South Bend and Beloit battling for a playoff spot and a huge series coming up starting tomorrow night at Four Winds Field. And you can hear all six games of the series on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Well, this swing of the bat, not a popular one on the south side of Chicago. Driven to deep right field. Ray is back. He's out of room. It's out of here. Kid Clutch continues his tear this year. A two-out, three-run homer, 13th of the year for Andres Jimenez. 
Wow, he was not going to spot him the fastball, and that's what he got on the first pitch, and he did what you're supposed to do, and he, boy, he killed that ball. Turned the wind around. That audio courtesy of Bally Sports Cleveland. That home run just about 40 minutes ago in Cleveland. Game one of a doubleheader. And Andres Hibadaz hit the three-run home runoff for former Chicago Cub pitcher Andrew Chafin. And that three-run homer put the Guardians in front of the Tigers 4-1 to one in the seventh inning. And that would be the final score. Cleveland 4 Detroit won. So that means the Guardians lead the AL Central now by three games over Minnesota and the Chicago White Sox. Minnesota hosting the Kansas City Royals. The White Sox are hoping the Royals can do damage to the Twins like the Royals did to the White Sox last week. Meanwhile, the White Sox, they have their hands full. They have won seven of eight at home. They've won five straight at guaranteed rate field, but now arguably the best team in the American League. Okay, I'll say it. I believe the best team in the American League is not the New York Yankees. It is the Houston Astros because of their dominant starting pitching, and it will be on display in Chicago tonight as Johnny Cueto takes the mound for the White Sox, Jose Urquidy for the Astros. So the White Sox have to beat that talented Astros team in order to stay two and a half behind Cleveland for the top spot in the AL Central, and a showdown with Cleveland is coming up for the White Sox. So they want to hang close. They want to put pressure on the Guardians, who continue to impress. I remember making my Major League predictions on Sportsbeat AM this spring, and I thought the Minnesota Twins would be the surprise team in the American League. I didn't think they'd make the playoffs, but I thought they would push the White Sox for the AL Central title. I thought the Guardians would be okay, maybe a 500 team. They always have good starting pitching, but the offense just leaves you something wanting more, I guess, from this script. There just doesn't seem to be a lot of talent, but Jimenez has taken his game to the next level. He was part of the Francisco Lindor deal with the Mets a couple of years ago. You got Jose Ramirez mashing the baseball, their all-star infielder, and the Guardians are looking really good as we now have about a month and a half left in the baseball season and entering tonight's action, a three-game lead for the Guardians over the Twins and the White Sox in the America League Central. Cubs and Reds, they played that Field of Dreams game last week, a major ratings drop-off from last year's game to be expected. Two teams that were a combined 42 games under 500 playing in this marquee regular season game. Personally, I'm disappointed in Major League Baseball for putting two teams that we knew were going to tank this year and not try to win to play in this high-level regular season game. But yet they put them in the game, and they got really bad ratings. It's a shame because that should be a marquee game. Look at the Winter Classic for the NHL. They put in the spotlight one regular season game, and they don't put lousy teams in that game. They put highly competitive hockey teams in that particular matchup. I mean, what Major League Baseball did with the Field of Dreams game would be like the NFL coming up with some interesting place to play a regular season game and bringing the Lions and the Jaguars. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But I think Major League Baseball maybe learned their lesson after a major ratings drop with the Cubs and the Reds in that Field of Dreams game 
just a few days ago. All right, 617 at WSBT. Back to Notre Dame football talk. Harry Heastan is back coaching the Fighting Irish offensive line. And it looks like his starting five is ready to roll. At least we expect the starting five is ready to go. Featuring left tackle Joe Alt. Possible first-round pick, left guard Jared Patterson. You've got center Zeke Carell. At right guard is Josh Lugg. And the big guy at right tackle is Blake Fisher. Here's the legendary Harry Heastand on his offensive line group. Uh, tremendous group. Tremendous, tremendous young man. They come out here every day to get better and uh, really, really enjoy to coach them. A follow-up, what's the motivation coming back to Notre Dame? Well, it's easy. It's Notre Dame and what you just asked about the players. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, it's the best university I've ever been a part of. And uh, we have tremendous leadership from the top, uh, Father Jenkins and Jack Swerberg and Marcus Freeman uh, is a, a guy that's really a joy for all of us to work for. Well, it's a great joy having Harry back running this Fighting Irish offensive line after a couple of interesting years of offensive line coaching. Now we've got one of the best to ever do it running this Fighting Irish offensive line room. What does he want from this group daily? He is extremely demanding. So what's on the checklist? Fundamental improvement every day is the most important thing. We come to the field with an understanding of what we need to do to get better, and then we work as hard as we possibly can to improve on those fundamentals. And that's number one. Number two, we're always conscious of being able to execute. We have to execute the plays called versus different defenses, and that's a, that's a second challenge. And the third thing is our effort, making sure we're practicing hard, playing hard, working to finish blocks. I read a story over the weekend about Harry Heastan in practice, and it's not a surprise. He is extremely – whoa, my microphone just fell off its stand <laughs> live on the radio. You know what? I'm going to hold my microphone for a couple of moments. For those of you watching on Twitch, that's about as exciting as our video gets as the microphone just fell off the stand here. Okay. Well, anyway, let's press on. I'm a professional. We'll just act like nothing happened other than that loud bang that just occurred probably in your radio speakers. And I apologize about that. Where was I? Now, I was talking about Harry. He's saying being very vocal in practice, not a surprise. He is someone that is so passionate and gets his message across in a very passionate way. It's interesting to hear he gets as mad at the defensive line who is helping his offensive line. If they don't do what they're supposed to do, his offensive lineman can't learn. That makes a lot of sense. So even the defensive linemen are not away from some shouting from time to time. Well, one of the guys who knows Harry Heaston from his previous stay at Notre Dame is Josh Lugg, the graduate student back for another year. He was a freshman and working with Harry Heaston. Now he's working with Heaston once again, and Josh Lugg was a utility offensive lineman for a couple of years at Notre Dame. That guy could that could do a little bit of everything, play inside or outside, then became the starting right tackle for this football team last year, now asked to move inside to an interior position with the development of Joe Alt and Blake Fisher, a couple of sophomore offensive tackles. So Lug is penciled in to be the starting right guard for this football team. So let's put Josh Lug in our Irish player spotlight as he recently 
met the media to talk about this upcoming 2022 campaign. Yeah, uh, expectations always high every year. Uh, you know, our goals are to help Notre Dame win, be the best version of ourselves, and win the Joe Moore Award. And you know, when you have those goals in sight, and you get rid of your personal goals and personal things that you want to accomplish, then you can really work as a team to, you know, help Notre Dame win a national championship. And what's it like uh, being out there with Coach Houston? It's great. It's kind of nostalgic. Reminds me of freshman year when I was with him, and uh, you know, we're working. We're working really hard. Uh, whether coach is with us or if Jared and I, or Blake, or whoever, we're grabbing guys, we're meeting, uh, constantly trying to find something to improve on, and Coach Easton really helps with that. And the final one for me, just talk about the guys next to you, and what is the identity of the offensive line this year? Yeah, I think we're still trying to find that identity right now, but you know we want to establish some 2022 standards uh, just like you know, the old days. You know, when Zach Martin was here, when Chris Wallace here, Ronnie Stanley, Michael Lynch, and Quentin Nelson, we want to be coming off the ball, uh, never guessing, playing as one unit, seeing things through one set of eyes, just being together at all at all times. You know, we want to make sure that our culture and what our, we want to accomplish is all single-minded. You mentioned Chris Watt. What does he bring just to you guys? Yeah, uh, Coach Watt is fantastic on the field in the film room too. Very helpful in being able to see things that maybe I didn't see or maybe something Jared didn't see. Uh, picking up on different blitzes, so when we start breaking down some film, uh, he's very good at picking up the different tendencies. And it's also, you know, he had Coach Easton, so he's one of us in a way. Like, he's able to, like, we have a kind of meeting where, you know, like, he needs to translate something or whatever. He does very, very well, and he's able to be there for the guys. And every day, he's just helping us get better. And then I know I've, I asked him in the spring what it was like if he's seen that change at all. Fall camp? Absolutely not. No, Coach Easton does not change, and his, his basics will never change, his fundamentals will never change, and how he coaches is not going to change because he wants to find the best in you. you know, like he always says like he's going to be the one that sets up where like, your best is going to be because he's going to challenge you. Like, it's not up to me. It's up to him to be able to push me, and then I'm going to respond in a way where I'm going to have success. And every day he challenges us. And then you've seen quite a few freshmen come through here. I guess has anything stood out to you about the young guys? Yeah, they just they want to they want to play hard. They want to play really hard. They want to compete. They want to do things the right way. Uh, whether that's taking notes the right way, whether that's being early. You know, like this class they're together. One of the best parts that we see is like if we're all hanging out as an offensive line, especially this summer, uh, we'd have all five of them show up at the same time. And like we didn't even have to say anything about that. Like they just knew like, hey, we're all going to be together because this is what the rest of the unit's doing. And to have that from bottom up, it's incredible for our culture and what we're trying to do here. And then obviously you and Jared are leaders, but what have you kind of seen from Blake and Joe in terms of their leadership? Yeah, they've really stepped up vocally. Uh, started to progress a little bit through spring, and now in the summer, uh, I can really count on Blake to make blood calls or Bama calls. Uh, I can really count on Joe to get the call all the way across the offensive line in a critical situation so that I know that a nose is spiking across my face and Blake and I can make the right play. Veteran player around these parts, Josh Lug penciled in as the team starting right guard for 2022. Josh Lug in our Irish player spotlight, and for my money, the Irish offensive line is going to be a strength of this football team. When I think about strengths of the team, for me, I think about running back play, defensive line activity. I think the safety position is going to be outstanding, and I really – Love this offensive line. If they continue to communicate, grow together, work together, I think this can be a fantastic unit that 
would at least be in the running for the Joe Moore Award, which goes to the most outstanding college offensive line. So, quick take on the Irish offensive line. Thumbs up. Should be a great group, and they have as good of an offensive line coach as you can have in college football leading their room. 626 at WSBT. To our engineer, Bob Henning, the microphone is fixed. Nothing is broken in studio. The microphone fell, didn't break anything. We move on. You're not needed. All as well here. All right. No engineering fee coming your way either. I took care of business for free. We will get to our My 5 question of the day coming up in a couple of moments. Who had the best weekend? Answers coming up 626 on your home of the Fighting Irish. Sports Radio 960 WSBT. One question, five answers. This is the My 5 Question of the Day on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Darren Pritchett back with you, 633 at WSBT Radio, streaming live at WSBTRadio.com, the WSBT Radio app, and a video stream available on the Twitch app. Today's My 5 Question of the Day, who had the best weekend? Ladies and gentlemen, this is number five. We'll start with a first ballot baseball Hall of Famer. St. Louis Cardinals designated hitter Albert Pujols hit career home runs number 688 and 689 yesterday in the Redbirds. 6-2-3 victory over the Brewers to push St. Louis in front of Milwaukee by a game and a half for the top spot in the NL Central. Pujols last week... Man, you talk about some big names he was catching up with or passing in the all-time record books. He passed Ty Cobb on the all-time games played list. And with that two-home run performance by Pujols yesterday, he tied Willie Mays for fifth all-time in the number of multi-home run games in a career. When you're in the same company as Cobb and Mays, wow, that is pretty Amazing. And oh, by the way, since the All-Star break, no one has a better OPS in baseball than Albert Pujols. Four. The Chicago Bulls. They had a pretty good, I would say, last 24 hours. Milwaukee Bucks superstar Giannis Antetokounmpo was asked by Fox 32 Chicago about the potential of playing for the Chicago Bulls in the future. Now, he is a member of the Milwaukee Bucks. Last year, they won the NBA championship, knocked out by the Celtics this past spring. Here is his quote. Quote, I think anybody you ask that question that plays basketball, if he said no, he'd be a liar. It's a team that won multiple championships. It's a team that has one of the greatest players, if not the greatest player to ever play the game played for so it's a no-brainer everybody would love to play for Chicago end quote I'm sure that just made the day for Milwaukee fans their baseball team traded Josh Hader at the deadline and lost two out of three to St. Louis to fall a game and a half off the pace in the NL Central and then their superstar basketball player makes reference to you know what down the line I'd like to play for the Chicago Bulls. And for the Chicago Bulls fan base, holy cow, can you imagine that? 
The Bulls became highly competitive last year. They've made some good moves to be a much better basketball team. But can you imagine Giannis in a Bulls uniform? If you're a Bulls fan, yes, you can. Okay, okay. Uh, Number three. Who had the best weekend? Our old friend Kurt Heinisch. The former Notre Dame defensive lineman, undrafted, and last spring's NFL draft, signed as an undrafted free agent by the Houston Texans. Well, Heinisch made his Texans debut over the weekend as Houston faced the New Orleans Saints. And Kurt Heinisch picked up a sack in the game. And who did he sack? Well, his old pal from Notre Dame quarterback, Ian Book. Texans head coach, Lovey Smith, on Heinisch, quote, Whenever you have a nose guard that gets a sack, that's really big. But he's been a steady performer throughout camp also, end quote. Kurt Heinisch was not drafted because of his size. He's undersized to be an interior defensive lineman in the National Football League. But those of us who know about Notre Dame football, you know the passion, the heart, and the desire of Kurt Heinisch. He kind of falls into that Chris Zorich category. Undersized, but man, the guy's going to figure out how to get the job done. All heart, all passion, not afraid to give it his all. Heinisch has a great shot to make this Texans team, and it would be really cool considering, yeah, he's not that prototypical nose, but I'll tell you what, it's hard to count out Kurt Heinisch. Number two. Who had the best weekend? PGA Tour golfer Will Zalatoris. He made his 56th PGA Tour start at the FedEx St. Jude Classic in Memphis last week. Started off slow and then got hot over the final three rounds and won a crazy, bizarre playoff yesterday for his first PGA Tour title. This is a guy that could be a dominant force on the PGA Tour. He has just missed winning a couple of majors. Just coming up short. But as good as he has been in majors, he had never won anything at the professional level until yesterday. And once you get that first, sometimes... The floodgates open. I would not be surprised if Zalatoris wins the FedEx playoffs as he is just a steady performer, solid iron play. He figured out his putting issue and putted the ball extremely well during the St. Jude Classic in Memphis. So look out world. Zalatoris now has his first victory. That first major probably is not too far away, but up next maybe the FedEx playoff champion. Number one. And who had the best weekend? We got to go with Irish quarterback Tyler Buckner. The sophomore got his feet wet in college football last year, being that change-up or number two quarterback for the Irish when Jack Cohn was taken out of the ball game. It was normally Buckner coming in to run a series or two against Virginia Tech, an extended amount of time on the field in that game. But Buckner had to fend off his good friend Drew Pine to win the starting job, and he got the job done. So how can Tyler Buckner not be number one on this list for people who had the best weekend? He was named the starting quarterback at the position you could argue is the most prestigious and famous in all of college football. 
I'm sure other schools would argue their position is more prestigious, but I'm going to look at it from an unbiased standpoint. Worst case, it's top three. For me, it is the most prestigious job in college football. And Tyler Buckner, as a sophomore, owns that title. And maybe he owns that title for the next two or three years. The coaching staff from Notre Dame would be just fine with that. So who had the best weekend? Albert Pujols, the Chicago Bulls, Kurt Heinisch, Will Zalatoris, and Tyler Buckner. It is 19 minutes in front of 7 o'clock. Darren Pritchard with you on Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. We have some sports wagering picks to get to. That's on the way on your home of the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Leading off on Budweiser's weekday sports beat. Don't you guys go anywhere. Plan to put on a hitting display. The center fielder. That boy is good. Number nine. Nine times. Nine times. Nine times. West League champion. Adios! Walk off home run. Eloy Jimenez. Who prefers to cheer for the birds on a bat. Adios! Goodbye, and maybe that's a winner. Here's Darren Pritchett. at WSBT, still some sunshine in downtown South Bend. The very nice conditions in our area continues throughout the week, according to James Parrish from WSBT News 22. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, seasonally warm, a high of 82. Wednesday, Thursday, mostly sunny, high of 82. Friday, partly cloudy, high of 84. Some chances of rain over the weekend, but how about the high temperatures? Saturday, 83. Sunday, 78. And Monday, 78. You watch September will be 95, 95, 96. Just in time for the Notre Dame football home opener. Again, if you did not hear today, Notre Dame football will have another Home game only available on the Peacock Premium Service. Notre Dame made the announcement today, or NBC made the announcement, that the Notre Dame-UNLV game will be the contest that will not be on NBC. Peacock Premium membership only. The October 22nd game, 2.30 kickoff. If you want to get the premium service from Peacock so you can watch the game, it is $4.99 for the month of October, so you can get the membership October 1st. Enjoy a month of the Peacock membership or the day of the game. You can sign up, cancel it after the game, and you pay $4.99 for a Notre Dame football game. I know there were a lot of fans who paid, said the production was not very good in the game. The game was cutting in and out, so there were some issues in last year's broadcast. Hopefully, things will go smoothly this year. As streaming live professional and college sporting events is going to become more reality as these new mega media deals are taking place. I mean, you're seeing the NFL shift around games. I heard that, I think it's next year, that the NFL is going to have 
a game on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. So you're going to have a Friday game, and it's going to go to a streaming service, maybe Amazon. Thursday Night Football is on Amazon this year. So it's not going to be as easy going forward to catch your favorite team play or watch the sport that you try to catch all the games or as many as possible because these games are going to be moved to different streaming services and you're going to have to pay for all the different streaming services in order to enjoy all the games that you would like. I know Major League Baseball moved some games to Apple TV this year, so the regular local affiliate of the games did not get to have a television broadcast when it's on Apple. You've got YouTube TV that has a game. So it's really unfortunate for consumers. Unless you want to pay for all the memberships, you're going to miss some games along the way. But that is the reality of streaming services and all of these organizations, whether it's a professional league or the respective college conferences, they have the ability to make a little more cash by moving some of these games to streaming services. And for Notre Dame, just like the Toledo game last year, October 22nd, Notre Dame hosting UNLV, $4.99 monthly membership for the Peacock premium service. If you just have a Peacock membership that's free, you don't get the game. You have to pay the $4.99. Again, if you look at it this way, you're paying $4.99 for a Notre Dame football game. Not a lot. We're used to not paying anything, of course, so it is a little different, but at least it's not $19.95. Let's be honest. That would be a game changer. $4.99. I don't want to spend people's money because everybody's in a different situation, but probably considering what's coming for your favorite teams and streaming services, $4.99 is going to be pretty reasonable. $6.50 at WSBT. Show me the money. We go with Sizzler. We go with Sizzler. Let's make some money so we can go to Sizzler. It is 651 at Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Darren Pritchett with you on Friday. The suggestions in our sports wagering segment. Turned out okay. We went 3-1. and one. We lost the two-team parlay we tried to push through. Mets on the money line over the Phillies. White Sox on the money line over the Tigers. The White Sox won, but the Phillies beat the Mets in extra innings, so we lost the two-team parlay. But we rebounded with the next three picks. We had the Twins on the money line at the Angels at minus 130. I thought Tyler Molly getting the start with the Twins, who came over from the Reds. Great matchup for him. It turned out well. That was a winning suggestion. Twins on the money line. Twins won four to nothing. The Orioles and the Rays played down in Tampa on Friday. And I like the overrun scored in this game of seven and a half. We got that number at minus 115. Well, the Orioles all by themselves went over seven and a half. Baltimore won the game 10 to three. 13 total runs well over the seven and a half total. And the fourth and final suggestion from Friday's program, Rockies are a different team at home. And they were taking on the Arizona Diamondbacks at Coors Field. I took the Rockies on the money line at minus 120. And the Rockies came back to win over Arizona 5-3. to three. 
So it was a three and one Friday and brought us back to at least an, an okay finish to the week. We went nine and ten. We're nine and ten for the month of August so far for the season 97, 81, and one. Here are the suggestions for tonight. We start with the matchup at guaranteed rate field, the Houston Astros taking on the Chicago White Sox. Well, the Astros have Urquidy going against the White Sox, Cueto. This is a really good spot for the Astros, despite the fact that the White Sox have been playing very well at home as of late. They've won seven of eight, five in a row at guaranteed rate field. But I think Urquidy has the answer to the White Sox tonight. I'll take the Astros on the money line. Choice number two, Padres and Marlins down in Miami. It's Musgrove versus Alcantara. Now, Alcantara's been getting hit a little more the last few starts. Dominant for a majority of the season. I think the Padres get to him tonight. Their offense is just too potent, and the Marlins just can't score. This has been going on for a month, and Musgrove is going for the Padres. So I like the Padres on the money line at the Marlins at minus 140. And that game is just underway down in Miami. I also want to mention that Astros game. We got the Astros at minus 120 to beat the White Sox. All right, choice number three, Braves and Mets. Atlanta trying to track down the Mets who have opened up a nice cushion in the NL East. Spencer Strider, love the rookie, going for Atlanta. The veteran Carlos Carrasco going for the Mets. I think this is all Braves tonight. I think they win big. I think this is an easy win for the Braves. Knock on wood or countertop. Braves on the money line at minus 150. And the fourth and final suggestion, Nationals and Cubs playing tonight. And I'm going to go with the underdog. At home, the Washington Nationals at plus 115. I'll take the Nats on the money line to beat the Cubs. Marcus Stroman against that young right-hander, Josiah Gray, who I backed a lot this year, and it's not worked out that great. He came over from the Dodgers in the Strasburg-Turner deal, so I'll go with the Nationals. And our underdog pick for tonight, game two of the doubleheader. I'm taking the Tigers on the money line against the Guardians at plus 165. Xavion Curry making his major league debut on the mound for the Guardians. I hope Detroit gets to him. Sports Beat tonight brought to you by Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger Pet Refuge, the Food Bank of Northern Indiana, and our title sponsor, Budweiser. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Join me tomorrow for more Notre Dame football talk at 5 o'clock on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 